Welcome back to another episode of the Money Trees Network podcast. I'm your host Edgar Kaba, as always joined by my co-host JJ. And uh, for today's episode, we'll be talking exclusively on cryptocurrency. And to help us with this discussion, we've called on the help of uh, Trevor Kuto. Trevor is a fourth-year student doing computer science in United States. Uh, he loves doing cybersecurity challenges in his free time, and he earns an income from cryptocurrency trading and NFTs. He currently lives in Kenya, but plans to relocate to Canada soon. He's been trading since his late teens. He's, uh, he's now 23 and he's still trading. He has an extensive background with crypto and cryptocurrency, which gives him an, an edge in the field. So he'll be perfect to help us join in this conversation. Welcome, Trevor. Welcome. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. I'm glad to be part of this. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah man. So thanks for coming, man. So how yes, did you get into crypto? Okay, so first of all, I was I was in high school that time. And... um. I have this friend called Jerry. He's still around, but he's in Russia. He was telling me, uh, go check out this new this new cryptocurrency called Bitcoin. So I'm like, what's a Bitcoin? A binary mm-hmm. digit coin? Is it that? Which, told me, yeah, something it? like that. Pardon? Which is this? This was around 2013, 2014, thereabout. Oh, wow. So that was like way early. Way, way early, early, yes. Yeah. Yes, when um at this time Bitcoin was being used as a as a gaming currency, like you'd play video games on online, like online video games, and um, number one would be given some really cool stuff like a shirt, number two would get sneakers, number three maybe get a chain, then number four five would get like ten Bitcoin, you know. So yeah. at that at that time, uh, I was really young. I didn't know about all this mm. stuff. So I went online and I did my research. I was like, yo, this currency actually makes sense. It's proof of work, you know? Like yeah. you, you can send to someone money and it's seen in the ledger. It, it prevents fraud. So I was really interested in it. So um, I went I went ahead and, and bought some Bitcoin at that time. And uh, with that Bitcoin, I was able to, uh, I was able to purchase stuff online. I was able to buy um, new shoes for my mom. That was the first thing I ever bought with Bitcoin. And I saw it worked. I was really, really shocked. And yeah, that's mm-hmm. how my journey with crypto started. It all started with Bitcoin. It was just, it started with only Bitcoin. Then um, as I grew older, I did more research and I was able to find out uh, more cryptocurrencies that are even much better than Bitcoin. Yeah, now I'm asking, when you're buying those uh-huh. shoes, you didn't like convert it to cash, like you bought it in Bitcoin and then... I bought came. it in Bitcoin, yes, exactly. No fiat. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Wow. And mind you, this was like, twi- this was my 2013, 2014, and it was really, really early. People didn't know about yeah. it that much. It wasn't used widely like it is right now. Yeah. Now, yeah. question is, seeing seeing the way, like, uh, Bitcoin and all these other cryptocurrencies have come up, bro, how did you manage, like, not to uh-huh. sell them? You know, all the speculation or whatever, but how did you manage to hold your belief in Bitcoin for such a long time? Since it's, like, what, eight, eight okay. or so years now? Okay, first of all, um, when when I started researching into it, uh, I was really skeptical. 
I was really scared. I didn't just jump into it at first. I was skeptical. I was like, hmm, what exactly is this? How does it work? Mining? What is mining? So um, what made me keep my faith in it was um, after I saw the 2008 recession in America, it was because yeah. the banking systems the banking systems failed. And um, that's when now Bitcoin came up and started rising rising into the ranks of, of the best cryptocurrency. So um, I just looked into that situation. I was like, wow, this one currency here, this digital currency could have actually saved America from this from happening because insider trading happened and people lost a lot of money, thus making even the government lose all the all the assets in 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 most of the places like the oil and gas sector, which is like the backbone of our, of our, of our nation, gold, everything just tumbled down. So um, I looked at it economically, the, the proof of work, and it made so much sense to me. So I just went with that. I just had faith that, okay, this is going to be one day, this crypto will get to be really big. And that's it. I just went with the economical sense of it all. You know, I find that interesting because, um, the CEO of Coinbase, the Coin Coinbase, the wallet. Yeah. He also started Coinbase around after the time of the financial crisis because he learned about Bitcoin and the ledger, essentially, which keeps the records and can't be erased. Basically, the blockchain. And yeah. after the financial crisis, I was listening to his story on a certain podcast I don't really remember but his story is actually really interesting because no one no one believed him you know even finding a fi- founder for him when he was finding a co-founder it was really difficult to find one because no one believed that this bitcoin stuff could be really serious and it all ha- all that time was really around um, after the financial crisis of 2008 hit the US when the mortgage back securities failed. So I feel really, uh, do you think cryptocurrencies and all this is as a reaction to the financial crisis of 2008, like a fail safe so that such a situation does not happen again? Okay. Um, uh, personally, first of all, uh, first of all, um, Bitcoin was actually not Bitcoin exactly the name, but the mechanism, the proof of work mechanism, proof of stake. Yeah, it was found way before, way, 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 way back. Like I think around, I don't know, I don't know the exact date, but somewhere in the nineties, you know. But mm-hmm. people were back then. No one, no one even understood how mobile money even works, you know. Let alone cryptocurrency. <laughs> so, um, I feel like. It, it really would solve the financial problems because uh, right now we have so much so much stuff happening behind our banks that we don't know about it's not it's not it's not um it's not out there it's not public and um I feel like not just Bitcoin but other cryptocurrencies would solve the the financial problem t- totally a hundred percent because then we can see um, who is liable for what what is going where when how we'll be able to see um whose wallets are holding what you you'll be able to know what's really going on in in a in, a, in an institution financial institution so yes it, 
that's my answer. It really, really would help many, many countries. Yeah. So, other than currency uh, benefits, what are other, no, what other than currency, what are other, like, benefits or uses of crypto, in your opinion? Okay. Um, recently, I, I was working on a project. I wanted to mm-hmm. submit it to... Um, to the government officials it was it was dealing with land grabbing so um in in my view i was thinking person a buys land in location x so person a pays uh pays the pays for the land in normal kenyan currency which is okay so um it goes to a database and that database is not just any database that you can modify it goes into the blockchain so thereby any other person outside, any other person who's like, oh, I like this land. The owner is not there. I want to go grab it. Won't be able to do so because you'll try doing and the ledger literally shows that this land belongs to person A. So it's literally impossible. The the erasure, like the modification of documents would be really, really hard. So um, number one would be to solve the issue of um, land grabbing in our country, especially here. It would solve so many issues. And um, another use would be supply chain management. As you all know, um, different companies have different policies, but the, the main thing that happens in most of the countries here in Kenya is a lot of bureaucracy. Um, you'll find a company has organized uh, certain goods to come to their warehouse and they've paid for it. But then there's another, there's another person in the company who raises the price of the goods, inflates the price so that he can pocket the money. So um I was thinking I was thinking if you implemented um crypto payments just not not necessarily um you have to pay in crypto but the system in wh- whereby the company company operates from is backed with blockchain it will prevent corruption because you'll be able to see okay the, the the goods have arrived and they are at this price and it would make um it would make it will enhance the supplier trust with the buyer and business will boom, you know, without any any type of corruption and profits will be made across the board. So, yeah, those are my two main use cases that can be um, that cryptocurrency blockchain technologies would help uh, in our country. Okay. Um, I've heard of your use of blockchain in government and in business, yeah? Yeah. And... I can't help but refer back to an episode we did previously on uh, climate tech. We had our friend Eugene Igara come on. He was uh, asked him the same question, yeah. Yeah. And he he basically told us in a nutshell, yeah, there are all those benefits, yeah, but what does it cost, you know? Like like this, the cost of um, mining mining cryptocurrency, which causes, you know climate change and all of that so you should ask yourself like what are you willing to to give out uh, what's the cost of of all those benefits you know like because mining cryptocurrency isn't exactly efficient yet it's it's a new it's a new sector yeah so mining cryptocurrency isn't exactly efficient it's not exactly helpful to the environment so should we forego our planet considering climate change is actually a really huge issue at the moment so should we for forego that 
on the cause that black blockchain is going to help us through all of these things like what's the what how how much do you think we should be willing to risk to take on these new technologies okay uh in in my opinion first of all um i was reading some article online whereby they were talking about uh how they want to use um re- renewable energies like uh the the solar panels for mining and also using excuse me and also using um there's this other guy who it's a it's a it's something he's working on he's a new guy in the in the crypto field but he's a he's a scientist so um he was thinking how why can't we use the 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 dam water that that's done with turning the turbines that that same water we can use it to to run the machines because there's a way that you can you can create electricity using that water for computers and it's a proof of work it actually works and um i was thinking why can't we use that we have so many dams here and um uh our the northern part of our country is is actually bare it has nothing and um we could set up um crypto farms there that use solar energy purely solar energy whenever there's no solar the electricity goes off and i feel like um creating sustainability for cryptocurrency would be the best thing because uh oh, honestly our country needs it, it needs a rebirth and for me i think the way that would make that rebirth would be through cryptocurrency because look at the gdp of uh let's there's this country what's its name i was literally reading about it there's a country that just um legalized cryptocurrency payments and the gdp went up by 10 percent 10 10 percent el salvador yes exactly thank you yes and um i feel like if if we just found a way to make it sustainable then we'll be all good we'll be 100 percent because the banking systems will be able to do their stuff. Agriculturists will be able to do their stuff. They will create job opportunities for people in the northern part of the country through maintenance of the solar panels. People in the dams will be creating employment because they'll need more tech experts who to service the machines and make sure the water level is at a certain way. And yeah, that's just my opinion. I, I feel like we should really just dive into it and once we're diving once we've already delved into it enough we find ways to to better to improve it to make it more sustainable for the environment so that we can keep going on and on let me ask you uh-huh. in northern kenya we have oil in Turkana. yes uh-huh. oil oil is a proven gold mine black gold yeah so True. Why should I say, screw the oil, we're going to build a crypto farm? Okay. And, um, then, and then, and then, and then uh-huh. my second question, uh-huh. why, why should a country like Kenya implement cryptocurrency? Mind you, we already have a somewhat stable currency, somewhat. It's not, it's not the okay. best. I mean... We have zero net, like, honestly, we have like zero dollar reserves. It, it hurts me. We made a, an episode in season one called The Decline of the Shilling. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, JJ and I predicted two years before that the, the dollar was going to reach 114. You can go back. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we did. It happened. Two wow. years ago, we said it. We said it, mm. but anyway, anyway, 
were on crypto. So why? Why should I forego my black gold into Arcana to build a crypto farm? Okay. So um first of all, we know how we know how America loves oil. Americans love oil. And um I saw in the news last year that they actually stopped they stopped that mining thing. They stopped mining oil there because there's a lot of um bureaucracy that was happening the americans want this percentage the kenyans want this percentage americans want this number of years kenyans want kenyans want this number of years uh, employment it created a lot of problems in the in parliamentary seatings people are talking about it guys didn't want to fight so why i tell someone to forgo oil is because once there's oil somewhere there'll be instability look at nigeria nigeria they struck oil like this Thanks. oligarchs from russia pardon yeah, I'm saying facts, facts. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Whenever there's oil, there's always war, there's Vita. Like, look at the um, Middle East. It's all decimated. And mind you, Middle East, before before the oil boom and everything, it was the, one of the most peaceful places. My grandpa literally tells me when he was in, when he was in, besides for Russia, he studied in Russia. When he was in Russia, he used to want to go to the Middle East because it's so chilled and the people were nice and everything. Right now, it's all it's just a war ground. Nigeria people get kidnapped left, right, and center. They kidnap uh, political, political uh, party leaders, the children, and then take them to deserts and whatever. You know, it's really crazy. So, um, with cryptocurrency, it creates peace. You know, because there won't be third party interference, like. America sees there's oil here. They'll tell China. They'll tell Russia. Oh, they all come. Then they start fighting. It's a proxy war. With crypto, you just get uh, the solar panels from China, Alibaba, literally. Solar panels, GPU. You, you get connect um, a couple of GPUs together to the to the um to the uh, to the solar panels. You don't need the monitors because you can connect the Raspberry Pi and SSH to it, secure shell, and um. Yeah, it'll work. Don't be any third-party interference. No one, no one will come to you and say, oh, there's a crypto mine here. We'll tell China, Russia will come here, and then now we'll start bombing a country. No, it's all so peaceful. But the only way, the only thing that's that we, uh, the, only, the only hindrance to it is now the sustainability. That's what we're just supposed to work on. And uh, number two, uh, second question, um, I feel like with, the, with, with this paper currency, especially here in Kenya, why it's, there's a lot of money laundering. There's a lot of money laundering. They, they print, they literally print money. And if you look at the rate wait, what, of which money wait, is being wait, printed wait, in wait, Kenya. Wait, wait, uh-huh. wait. Uh-huh. There's a lot of money laundering. Yeah, especially right now. Ah. The, the, yeah. For real? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you. How During they do it? okay, like for example, if you mm. look at um, if you look at if you look at Kenya before before elections, you'll mm-hmm. find that the Kenya shilling to the dollar, it was mm-hmm. much lower. It wasn't one thirteen. It was around one o nine, one o seven. Which elections? It, before before this like before like okay now this before the twenty twenty two before the, like the oh. election period. You know, it's, this is election period uh-huh. now. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah, the dollar was playing 107, 108, uh-huh. uh-huh. that about. But then uh-huh. when elections start, like when the election period starts like this, January hits, the dollar goes to 113, 114. Why? The reason 
behind it is are because you questioning our political system pardon are you questioning our political system is it i'm not late? questioning our political system i'm just saying that um there's a lot of there's a lot of things happening in the back that we do not get to know about it's only certain people that get to hear about it and those certain people live and if they know about it, they won't be able to to speak on it you know so um it, what i was saying mm-hmm. was uh mm-hmm. there tends but to be a lot of uh-huh. at the end of the day Go don't ahead. you think that that's raw speculation don't you think because there are a lot of things that could cause our currency to, to decline considering that we've been taking loans international loans continuously i feel in my opinion that that could be a bigger reason because we have to pay back loans at one point i, I think we're paying like 54 shillings for every 100 shillings of tax to loans yeah and to pay these loans you have to convert them to dollars and mm. we give our dollars away we have no dollars mm. Since yeah. we have no but, dollars, um, we our yeah. currency is weaker, essentially. So don't you think? Yes, maybe there. Of course, there are things that we don't know and we'll never know. But don't you think it's um a bit jumping to conclusions, saying that that could be the main reason as to why that the shilling declines before an election period could just be coincidence, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, I've I've done my research. All the all the previous times when like when everything is all cool, like there's no election period, the dollar is stable. But then when it when it just pops up like this, there's there's a lot of dollar fluctuations. It's volatile and everything. It's 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 okay. It it's not exactly speculation because um even even just like whenever you do whenever I get currency these days sometimes like. Um, the other day I was in an Uber, and I, I literally got a fake note, and I haven't gotten a fake note in a while. I I saw it, I was like, yo, this is actually a fake note, and the odds of you getting a fake note is very low. Before back then, you wouldn't get that, but right now it's, I'm it's just a, it's just a method of me saying that there's a lot of stuff happening at the back that we don't know about that that affects our mm-hmm. Kenya shillings, but with That's crypto. True. With crypto, there'd be a, a lot of transparency. You know, you'd know. Okay, this cash is going here. This is going there. This is going there. Here, here, here. And at the end of the day, if there's a court case, we'll know who to take where and who to, to claim innocent. You know. But um, yeah, that's just my two cents on 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 the on the Kenya shilling rate on it being so volatile. Yeah. So let's get into Web three. You know uh, stuff about Web3? Yes, I even have my MetaMask on. <laughs> <laughs> so so what are your thoughts on, on integration of Web3 in Africa as compared to the West? Okay, integration of Web3 in Africa would, mm. excuse me, would lead to um, a lot of creatives. You know, um, here in Africa, we have... We have many creatives, but they're not exposed to the world. And most people from other countries, first world countries, tend to come and take their the pieces of art, their creativity, 
and sell it for much higher because these guys don't know. They have no idea how to get to the market, yeah. to the first world market. And um, with with Web3, it enables, it links, uh, it, it will link our, our Kenyan African creatives to the Western mm-hmm. market, to the first world market. No middleman, no, no crazy mumbo jumbo happening in the middle that makes you lose your art, your value of your art. And you get the exact value for your money. It will get to a point whereby uh, our creatives will will finally get the recognition that they deserve out there. Like for example, mm, if you look, yeah, if you, yeah, like if you look at guys like Saudi Soul, if if mm-hmm. right now they go for it and and start um like the albums, they make the album art into NFTs. It'll it'll get to the crypto guys, and they already have a they already have a big following out there. And now with with like let's say NFTs, album art NFTs, it'll it'll make them much more known out there out there in the world. People will check out their music and be like, oh okay, this is good. Getting the music out there through an NFT, you know, they'll be like, oh, who's Saudi Soul? What do they do? So yeah, it'll get it'll gain our creatives a lot of clout and at the end of the day, a lot of money. I feel like um, it will it will teach our 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 young our young the young kids who who are getting into crypto like ages maybe 12 to and above 13 whatever it will teach them about the decentralized web like decentralization early so that um in the future we have people who we have politicians we have people who have we have society leaders who have our knowledge on decentralization and will be able to implement it in our in our society so that we can better ourselves, you know, because in first world countries, all these things are already established because uh, they were, they were way ahead of our time, but here we're still a growing, growing country, growing nation. So sensitizing uh, web three to the, to the young ones will at the end, will will make our country great later in the future. For those who don't know, could you explain what is web three? Okay, Web three is okay. First, we'll start. Okay, let me start with the with a brief history of, of um Web Web one point It came out um it came out way back, way back, way back, like around nineteen ninety one. Around yeah, yes, back then when there were it was discovered by it was uh, enhanced by DARPA D A R P A when they were um sent when they were sending data packets from one place to another place and it actually worked the internet was actually a defense project you know and um then after that they discovered okay uh, we can do more with this i mean we can make we can we can make web pages html it htmlify it <laughs> like the programmers say and um add a bit of elements buttons make people communicate so um that's, that's that gave rise to web 2.0 web 2.0 is um is what we what we what we use right now for um like purchasing stuff amazon you can see bookmarks there it's colorful you see elements moving left right center it's really cool and uh guys really loved it and um web 2.0 just opened up the world like for example paypal we've seen how paypal just grew it's a it's a product of web 2.0 alibaba as well and yeah it web 2.0 is is perfect then um we hopped into web 3 which is uh it's web 2.0 worldwide worldwide web based it just with 
blockchain technology uh, included in it. What I mean by that is um, we can be able to move around websites, yes. But when we get to um, cryptocurrency websites, we don't have to input a lot of stuff. Like, if, like, for example, when you go to Binance, you input a lot of stuff. It's it's so it's cumbersome. It's not it's not easy for new users. So um, Web three introduces blockchain into the browser, whereby you can have a have a wallet on your browser. That's really a leap. I I wouldn't imagine this would happen back then in 2012, 2013. I was I'd be really sure. I'd be like, nope, that's not true. It won't ha- it won't work. Because uh the the wallet takes up a lot of space, so um encouraging uh decentralization on the website on 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 your web browser literally will make it easier for people to be able to acquire cryptocurrencies, and it's enhanced by Web two point which has lots of buttons, lots of lots of interesting stuff, which will up the morale of buyers and traders they're like oh this is this is new this is looks this looks fancy i mean everyone loves a nice website that's that's nicely placed and it looks it just looks nice everyone would go for that so and introducing now the blockchain aspect it, it's a winner it's a it's a, it's actually a um, disruptive technology banks should watch out for that because if I, I can access my money using like a small uh, in uh what plugin Extension. rather than go yeah, yeah r- rather than uh using my phone all the time i mean i'd go for it because i can literally see everything here it's connected to the blockchain and i can buy um nfts easily and, and especially nfts uh, web 3.0 is just perfect for nfts because you can go look at an nft project you're like okay i like this i'll just i'll buy it immediately pop one time before back then it was a bit harder now that we've entered nfts yeah yeah so you also actually you know i met i met trevor through nft kenya there's a group on whatsapp there's a whatsapp group called nft kenya i don't know who formed it but i just joined it because i just wanted to learn more about it and you seem to like know everything about nfts in the group you know like Yeah. yeah so how how do you identify a good nft project okay so um first of all uh how how i do it bef- okay how how i used to do it before uh, before i got some knowledge from uh, a friend of mine in the nft group is called keith close k l o s e i don't know how to say it close a close yeah um yes he's a dope guy so um before before i met keith i used to um I used to use uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and uh, and Twitter. So I follow I follow the the I used to follow the owners of these big cryptocurrencies like CryptoPunks, uh, the gold the board ape. I'd follow them, and um, I'd go whenever they're posting about a project. I definitely know this project is worthy because. This guy has spent his time researching on the previous thing, the board ape and and uh, the crypto punks, because they bought it at a at a young price. They knew about it. They knew what was going on. So this guy definitely has more knowledge than me. So um, I'd go to I'd go to their profile and look at look at what they're posting, the new uh, projects they're posting, and I just I just delve into it. I'd buy like um I'd buy like a few. And because the prices were really low compared to now, the prices are really short up of NFTs. I'd buy them and um, I just hold and sell later for a much higher price. And it worked for me back then. It really, really worked for me because uh, I was flipping NFTs that I'm buying for like 
2000 bob i flip them for like 15k you know <laughs> it's a it's a good profit mm. budget and um this this crypto whales let's call them nft whales uh they know what they're doing so i'd follow them up and be like yo do you think this project is good and tell me yes it's good and um after i got some knowledge from keith i i got to know how to now search it up how to source get the real stuff of the juicy info about nfts i use this tool called rarity.tools it um yes uh it shows the rarity of the nfts it shows um the website and all that it shows literally everything about the the about nfts that have just been launched and and are bound to blow up so um i'd go there look at the nft project I go to the I find the creator after I find the creator I go to um his socials I find the website for the NFT and um I just, I just literally scroll through the website and see how good it is is it appealing does it appeal to the web 2.0 aspect is it going to be easy for someone who doesn't know about NFTs and has just been introduced 2 days ago will it be easy for him to buy something like that mm-hmm. something that uh, that is easy to use will definitely be um it will be it will be bought by many people because look at jumia jumia is very easy to use just scroll buy now and it takes you to the car and yada yada it's easy so anything with ease will sell so um there's that and um some something that's not too obscene you know something that looks really artistic like picasso i like that something yeah. that's um that someone else would look at like a 40 year old a 30 year old would look at and be like hmm this is interesting you know i like this yeah. I, i that's what yeah. I, i look for that as well i have some few nft projects uh, that i bought from uh, there's a guy on on opensea called world art he literally he literally draws things that look down like they're on canvas but it's on the computer like how do you do that you know things that are really out there yeah, and they have the yes yeah unique projects and if you go to their socials you find like 40k followers you go to the twitter you find the active you go to the reddit channels they're all talking about it you go to telegram they're even bidding already that's what you go for so it's not just one thing you just don't look at just don't look at oh okay looks nice you look at all these other factors what's the what's the crowd following who's supporting it if you see something being posted by someone like um Uh, a Pompliano is he's a guy on Twitter he's he's really good at what he does he analyzes crypto every day if you see something posted by him about nfts go for that because he knows what he's talking about and you go see the group it's active ah done that's a number one thing no brainer <laughs> i'd buy it yeah. you can also look at utility you know like board ape actually i think i'm not so sure but with board ape yeah you have them they invite you to these parties and all that stuff yeah ah so, yes utility as well how important is utility in an nft project um okay i'm going to i'm going to take us way back way back way back to the to the point of human evolution <laughs> so um us as humans we like we like being we love being social and without without that social aspect of it like we'll all be sad depressed and um i feel uh, like the the inclusivity of making that nft you making the nft yes and making it a community is very important because we'll feel like we belong 
I see I see JJ and Edgar they have board apes. I'm like, yo, let's meet up. We have a we have a board ape meeting for Kenyans who have the the NFTs and let's catch up, have drinks, you know, like talk mm. about talk about crypto. It would be really really nice because not everyone knows about NFTs. You go to someone who's like, yo, you know about board apes? Like, no, what's that apes board? Nah, I don't know that movie. So um, creating <laughs> such a community would be would be bomb, you know. Like, let's say we make yeah. an NFT for Kenya, you know, and we make it exclusive, but the people who buy it would be recognized as, you know, the guys. When when we're meeting, we're all like, we can we can be able to discuss like topics, you know. It would be really yeah. nice. We'd feel a sense of achievement. Mm, yeah, I see. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, inclusivity is also a really good thing. So, uh, what? Okay, recently, like. I don't know if you guys saw like Kanye Kanye West was like uh stop telling me to do NFTs blah blah blah. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that saw too. That, yeah? yeah. What do you what do you think of that? Like what do you think of that whole thing? Uh, okay, in my opinion, you, uh you see how you see how all these cryptocurrencies grow. It all starts with it booms, then someone's then it it um it booms then it's there's doubt. a there's a yeah there's a decline and then now everyone just is like yo this is a scam this is a scam then that period ends it moons again past even the previous point and now that's when people want to buy it's it's all this fear uncertainty fear uncertainty and doubt and to be honest Kanye is just is just is in that stage he's still he's still like ah i don't know about this it, it might be a scam but it's not because honestly it's most of these NFTs are backed by um the Ethereum or actually Ethereum all of them Ethereum Solana Solana is part Solana of yeah Solana Solana is uh, Solana is, is part uh, of Ethereum yeah 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 it's an Ethereum uh, project so wow. uh he's, he's saying oh it's scam 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 and he doesn't even know how it works you know he, like, trust me I'm so sure Kanye doesn't know how NFTs work so uh I feel like it's all about sensitization people getting to know about what they actually are and then they'd be like okay i can i can delve into it because recently i was telling my mom i could buy i could buy two houses in runda with a picture of a of a monkey like what are you even talking about Just, you've been watching too many movies go 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 so <laughs> so yeah it just it's it's all about um people getting to know more about this this stuff and then later on they'll they'll catch up to it so yeah let's just let's let's just give people time give people like four four five years and yeah you'll find even people making kenya nfts the flag of kenya and all trust me just wait for it yeah. you know i was thinking yeah like as a, as an idea you have an, a kenyan nft project where you you the, the, the names of the streets like you, you just do something about the names of the streets, you know, like Koinange Street. Fucking sorry, <laughs> sorry for cursing. I mean, and like Koinange Street, uh, you have maybe Bagadi Road. Now it's called Reloadinga Road. You yeah. have Kenyatta Avenue. You have them just like you know something like that. You know. Yeah. So, what do you think of that? Like you know, there's so much potential. Like, like you were saying. This whole thing, crypto, Web3, all that, creatives finally have a chance to put their 
stuff out there for bigger audiences to see yes and like you know these like that idea that 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 streets whatever you know you can just come up with you can come come like guys you have a graphic designer here who is going to make all that stuff you know mm-hmm. so yeah that's actually a really really cool idea i like that damn um mm-hmm. uh actually i was thinking we like instead of instead of you could actually graphically draw them or you could you could make photo albums of unique places in those streets and then um type it all up at the top and then make it look like a magazine cover oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah like no, number 1 uh Raila Odinga way number 2 uh westlands number three where then you get different shots like drone shots street shots mm-hmm. or moving cars you know the matatu passing yeah, yeah. i feel, i feel like that's a really that's a really good project i i'm really impressed yeah, by that yeah and you know it it will make uh it will make more kenyans aware about what nfts are like recently i was seeing uh boniface mm-hmm. mwangi's a young son has an NFT already. Yeah, yeah. When he plays Monkey's son, yeah. Mm. So if we continue like that, we'll be on the right track for real, for real. Everyone will know about this, and it will make more sense to them. They won't start saying, "Oh, it's a scam, 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 scam." So yeah, I've got a question. Uh-huh. We've been talking about NFTs for a while now, mm-hmm. and now um. Many people on the internet are criticizing NFTs as uh, for mon- money laundering and stuff, yeah. Uh-huh. And so, my question is connect is in connection with the NFT industry and the digital art industry and the physical art industry. For example, why many rich people invest in random blobs of art worth you know, millions of dollars? Could it be the same reason that all these famous guys are buying a body for a million dollars? You know. Yeah, I get you. Okay. In my opinion, I feel like um, they are. They will definitely. They will be used for money laundering. Like normal art is also used for money laundering. You can find someone buying. Uh, you remember that banana banana artwork that was the in France. Banana artwork on yeah, that was an adaptive thing on a yeah. canvas. Exactly. Someone bought it for gee, how much? A lot of money, you know. And then he ended up eating the banana and putting the tape back. Right? <laughs> it's like money laundering will definitely be there. It's with art, it's it's always been there for a while. So um the only way we can we can um we can prevent it is by um implementing know your customer, know your customer KYC, know your customer methods in different marketplaces. So that um we can be able to know okay person A is buying this at this price and it's 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 sold. Uh, other than that, um, it trust me, money laundering will always be there with art. It'll just be it'll just be a way of promoting the the creatives, but they wouldn't know about it. But yeah, it's it's going to be there. So KYC, know your customer where they they supply their IDs and everything would be. A better way to to go with that because let's say i'm a i'm a i'm a money launderer i'm the one laundering the money uh, when i buy when i buy that 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 
painting on on, on open sea they'll be able to be like okay uh person a has bought this nft for 300 million why is his bank account showing it he's been using he's been having only 10k for the past four years and now he has 300 million you know it will raise eyebrows and finally um the system would get to work do you guys know about uh monero monero yeah, no yeah, yeah. i have okay. no idea so, enlighten me okay so um in 2014 there's this group of people that mm-hmm. came together and were like uh bitcoin is 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 really 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 transparent like you'll be able to see everything that's happening on the ledger and mm-hmm. the the people in 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 governments in regimes where they've literally blocked the financial systems like swift payments aren't going through like for example middle mm-hmm. east and the citizens are hurting at the at the expense of these terrorists who've made the country get sanctioned so this this group of people came up with a currency called monero monero means money in espanol dinero monero yeah. so yeah. um they came up they came up with this currency and it's the future of privacy so if if you focus on privacy a lot like for example now the families in middle east who who need help you, they cannot receive swift payments like all that you can send them monero because other other people won't be able to see where this money is coming from and where it's going it has it okay. has many disadvantages yes but um i feel like as a as a way of preventing other people from getting hurt like the minorities in different countries especially during this time of war whereby uh Russia is attacking Ukraine over small things like NATO. I mean, people in Ukraine need need funding and they cannot receive that because it's chaos. And if you send money to one person and it's on the blockchain, they'll be able to track it down and come knocking at your door because it's all chaos, right? It's all chaos there. So with Monero, it creates privacy for you as a user or a, or a business in, in certain locations whereby it's, it's really hard to get money. So yeah, go. You guys should um look into Monero sometime. It's going to moon for sure. Watch this space. It's going to moon very very soon. Last year it was at five hundred dollars per per coin. Right now it's it's at a good discount of probably one forty or something or even even lower because um uh-huh. that all whatever's happening in Ukraine has destabilized everything. But um with the also with the with the situation in Canada. Uh, the Canadian government is really becoming authoritarian, and when a government turns into into a beast to its people, the people try to take back power. You know, it's 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 just how it works these days. So um, they were blocking they were blocking the truckers. The government were blocking the truckers from from doing doing their stuff. You know, so um, the truckers asked for help from other countries. And they were sending them money, but the government froze the accounts, also the Bitcoin accounts. And these guys are just genuinely trying to earn, earn the buck to feed the family and all. So um, the truckers were actually able to get help through Monero. People from around the world were able to send donations to them. They were really thankful. They weren't going to work, but 
they at least had some some currency to keep them going because you could always sell Monero for fiat on local Monero. And local Monero is a marketplace like local bitcoins. It's really safe, secure. And um yeah, they they they're overcoming it as we speak. So yeah, go on. I don't think a, a government would as such as Canada, the first old country, would simply act like that without a good reason. Especially a liberal country like Canada, I don't feel like um they would they would really impede uh poor like truckers from moving because you know, if you have no roads you have no economy. So do you feel like Monero enabled these people to bypass the government because I'm sure the government had their reasons why they are preventing the truckers from doing what they are doing, of which we do not have all the facts. So why should they why should they be helped with Monero knowing that there's already a government in place handling the situation? Doesn't that make Monero like a a tool for retaliation? Do you think? Okay, um the reason why the the government was really in loggerheads with the with the truckers was because um the 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 government was really going for the vaccine thing you know and for me vaccines should be it shouldn't be you someone forcing you telling you go take your vaccine you have to go do this do that we'll come to your house and inject you <laughs> no it should be voluntary you know you go to the you go to the hospital you get your vaccine shot and you're done even here um when when our when our truckers are moving around they weren't they weren't pushed for the vaccine they, like they literally just went for it they they just pangered line went and took the vaccine they weren't the the salary wasn't cut and in 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 the case of canada the the salaries of the truckers were cut because they were saying, oh, we can't take the vaccine now. We'll take it at a later date. And others were like, okay, I want to first learn more about the vaccine. And all. people had their own reasons, you know. So the Canadian government was like, no, if you do not take your vaccine, we'll block your payment and you won't go to work. It'll be crazy for you. So uh, I feel like that's too authoritarian to me, especially with the type of democracy that's, in Canada, uh, I, I I don't feel like anyone should be put through that. So um, they blocked all their payment methods, and Monero was the only way that they could they could sustain their living, as they as they kept on protesting about this trucker problem, so that they can they can get they can be heard. You know, you as a human, and you don't have you don't you don't have an income, you'd suffer. You, you need to pay school fees, you need to pay rent, all that. And first of all, countries it's really hard, especially in a trucker, you know. So um I feel like Monero was a way to was a tool for them to get um stable. You know, as a human you always want to help. So yeah. That was it. Okay. So um this whole gig of decentralized finance, yeah. Yeah. Do you think that the institutions we have now, the systems we have in place are willing to or able to accept and integrate decentralized finance? 
Okay. Um. Here in Kenya, I I doubt we have the we have the the systems. Let alone even the systems. I doubt we even have the laws to to implement decentralized finance in our in our way to way our daily financial transactions and all. Because um, first of all, we haven't even made crypto legal here. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to be a crypto cryptocurrency holder. Because uh, you you can't say okay I have ten Bitcoin and these are my assets. The government will say no. We want real real assets. But um, other governments out there, first world governments have recognized, like Russia has recognized uh, Bitcoin as an asset. So um, I feel like in Kenya we can we can go there. We can get there because Kenya is number three in the list of uh, the most cryptocurrency holders in the world. It's actually a big thing. For, I, was, I was so proud when I saw it. I was like, woof, let's go Kenya 254 for the move. So um, it, it, we, can, we, we, can, we can put the, the methods in place. It's just that people are so stuck up. The government w- will refuse and in turn, the financial systems will be stuck up. They'll be like, no. We do not want to implement this because we don't know how it works. So um, I feel it's all about sensitization. Let them first mm-hmm. understand how it works because we have holders. We have holders here in Kenya and it's already out there. It's, the, it's not news. Uh, so once you have holders like that and a system that's been accepted by the government and by the financial institutions, there'll be a, there'll be a big decentralized finance boom here in Kenya. No, no, I'm not even saying East Africa or West Africa. No, no, no. Here in Kenya, trust me, we'll be so we'll be battling with other first world countries in decentralized finance because here we have people who really want to work. Someone will be like, "Oh, this and this decentralized finance. I want to be part of it. We'll get a new generation of bankers who are in in the crypto system who will work hard for it." Kenya has the biggest number of of uh, hard working people in East Africa. Actually, in Africa. Most people are very lazy. So um, if we implement, if we find a way to push for the legislation of this, we'll be good. It's just, it's, that's the only part. But crypto holders, we already have that. Yeah. So like to wrap it up now, because we've been, we've been talking, we've been chatting for a good minute now. Yeah. So like, just like all in all, where would you advise someone to start their crypto journey like yeah what should they know what what this like a a small word if someone wants to start trading crypto wants to get into the crypto space okay um my advice should be start small do not start big do not start with some crazy figure start small start very small you can start with fifty dollars a hundred dollars Start small. Go with go to these um, go to uh these channels on YouTube like Brian Young. Don't even follow me. Just go to Brian Young. Brian J U N G. He's very good. Um, he he gives updates every week about um the different cryptocurrencies and how how well they're doing. New cryptocurrencies that are in the market that make a lot of sense. Like for example, ICP Internet Computer that links um, different computers on a network and enable cryptocurrency payments on that network. So um, just just go 
go to youtube get one person that makes a lot of sense to you and it has a good following go go for that and buy um buy small do not do not make a big leap when you're just getting into it buy small buy a small amount of bitcoin um watch it for a week or two after that week buy solana watch it for a week or two the other week you buy a little of of um uh, ethereum you know the major coins see how they're working look at the graphs the one day candles candlestick graph learn how how the trends are going whenever there's a whenever there's news watch how the crypto falls is it going up or down so yeah generally it's just number one a perfect youtube uh cryptocurrency trader number two follow up on international news and number three buy small so that's it that's generally my advice i've I've done that forever and it's gone well for me nice nice so thanks thanks man thanks man for coming thank you man it's been a yeah, yeah man it was lovely hearing from you ah no stress no stress i'm glad to be i'm glad to be here glad to share knowledge it's all crypto is my passion it's, it's how my world works <laughs> and yeah i'm just yeah. really I, I just want it to be adopted i don't want it just to be used as a as a method of of trading i want it to be adopted widespread adoption because with adoption then we will have we will have sensitization and at the end of the day everyone will be happy you know our most of our problems will be solved and people will eat good Thank you for listening to the Money Trees Network podcast. If you're listening to this episode on Apple Podcast or Spotify, give us a five-star rating. Uh, this will help us grow our reach. Thank you and see you on the next episode.